Speaking Queerly. Hello, my name is Madame Jo Mama and you are listening to Speaking Queerly, Dumfries and Galloway's one and only LGBTQI plus podcast. And it is episode number two in 2024, How Time Flies. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Ruri Thinsmith. How are you, darling? I am absolutely stunning, Joe. Not quite as stunning as the way that you just pulled off the intro for possibly the first time. Okay, so you see when I you see when I've done it on the radio, every single time I was on point. Yeah. Every single time. Here, I always want to say radio. Yeah. We've, it's always wanted to say radio or you're like, oh, I've messed up my intro. So I think I included like the fuck up in one of the episodes. Yeah. But every other, this is BTS. Um, Every other time I have to stop the recording and re-record it because I've said radio. It's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. And we are so appreciative that you join us for this pain in the ass each week, (laughs) as we assume you do. You can find us on social media, and you frankly should. You can find us on Facebook under Speaking Queerly with Madame Jo and Rudy, or you can find us on Instagram and threads at speaking.queerly. You absolutely can. And this week, we are delving into the world of video games, Ruri. <laughs> Which we adore. Which we adore. Now, listen, I'm not opposed <laughs> to a video game. I have a PlayStation. Same. You do. We do the thing. We play to play. Yeah. We station the station. We... <laughs> <laughs> but this week, we are joined by someone who may be a little bit better um, at discussing the topic of video games and queer representation within those video games. Uh, We are joined by our wonderful friend, Johnny Owens. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Welcome to Speaking Queerly. Thank you for having me. It's a joy and an absolute pleasure. (laughs) You are a darling and a sweetheart. Um, So let's let's get into this. Let's let's Mm -hmm. start. I want to know more about your journey with video games. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. So... When were you first exposed? Exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when were you first made aware of video games uh, as something that you wanted to? You you have no idea how accurate the like the word exposed like it sh- like the aggression behind that word is very apt for my first video game experience because <laughs> I think I was maybe four years old and my. Babysitter had a Sega Mega Drive, and she let me. Well, no, because I, I, I was too young to play it. I didn't really have the hand coordination yet. But it was something called Echo the Dolphin. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. No. Uh, no. Just look up the intro after this, and you'll see why it's fucking horrifying. Like, <laughs> it, like a four-year-old should not be allowed to see it. But that was like sort of like the Wild West era of video games, where they're like, "Yes, yeah, it's child-friendly. That's fine." Yeah. Um, it's just like no quality testing. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I think this will be okay. But, um, so that was the sort of like intro. But then I think it was more sort of like I got sort of like drawn in when I got a PlayStation and started playing Spyro for the first time. And that oh was a real goodness. sort of like, oh, wow. this is that was like a little light bulb moment. My husband like was massive into Spyro mm-hmm. and all that. Spyro? Yeah. Spyro. Mm-hmm. I always want to call him Spyro. Mm-hmm. Spiral, <laughs> Spiral the Draggle. Spiral the Draggle. <laughs> he, was, he was massive into Spyro and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so you got, you know, Spyro and you mm-hmm. got into all that sort of stuff. Um, what was it about the video games that sort of kept bringing you back? I don't actually know. I think it's because, like, I think 
I was about to say like as a millennial, but I'm not gonna like. <laughs> but I'm not gonna. Too, I'm gonna. I'm not. But that's basically that. That feels like some real boomer shit, ironically. Um, so I'm not gonna do that because I'm not gonna say that like we understand video games, not <laughs> like the young ones. But um, no, no, like it was sort of like, but like because I sort of like grew up with them as games sort of matured. Because like back in the day, I mean, incredibly, like we all know how like. Not just, like, platformers, but I also mean, like, in tone as well, because, like, you had, like, all that sort of, like, bullshit, like, Duke Nukem back in the day, and, like, even, like, stuff like like Tomb Raider, where, like, the lead character was a woman, was made by, like, an entire development team of dudes, and that was, yeah. that was it, because they wanted Titty City, and that was it, but it's, like... As you, like, yeah, as I grew older and more mature, so the games gradually, and I think what kept me in was, like, games such as, like, GTA 4, like, which was just, like, this, like, insanely cinematic, and I couldn't, like, it was, like, that first experience of being, like, oh, holy shit, this is what, like, a game could be. By no means perfect, hasn't aged well, but absolutely <laughs> incredible. And then, like, getting more into RPGs, which is definitely something that I want to sort of like delve more into. For like, those who may not be familiar, what is an RPG? It's a role-playing game. So okay. the like original sort of, I, I wouldn't say that because I don't know enough about tabletop RPGs to say that Dungeons and Dragons is like the original, but it is kind of like the, like the OG, it's the godfather. Like everybody knows what Dungeons and Dragons is. Um, and then, yeah, so then a lot of those sort of like mechanics moved over onto video games and stuff like that. So you've got games like, the one that people always go on about is Skyrim. Um, like people absolutely <laughs> love Skyrim, and people are allowed to be wrong. You like that one? That's a bit, oh, bit me. That's a bit hard. I don't get it. About <laughs> picking berries. I, I, I always feel like I am like airing a horrible fucking secret whenever I tell people that I don't like Skyrim because <laughs> like I just I can't. I've, I've tried. I've tried so many times. I've never played it. Uh, uh, RPGs are not for me. But hey ho. Yeah. So I don't know about you, Ruth. So. Did you grow up with video games or are you just sort of newer to it? Because I know your husband's heavily into his video games. Yeah, well, no, I did actually. So my dad had a PlayStation in the, I don't know, the tail end of the 90s. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we also played Spyro. Um, absolutely loved it. Absolutely adored it. And it was, you know, we weren't allowed to overindulge in mm -hmm. it, I think. It was a time when people were still really kind of cynical and skeptical about it. But it was always there. Um, you know, when I was like a young kid, I always sort of games. I got an Xbox when I was um a little bit older and played things like Halo or whatever. But mm -hmm. I was never I was never what I would classically call a gamer. Do you know, I never like went out specifically to play loads and loads of different games. We just played the same shit constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over and again. Yeah. Because I like the aesthetic of it. Fair. Mm -hmm. And then I think um latterly. I was, and, and it started with Skyrim. Yeah. Um, we were going through that kind of like feral period where I think doctors in Australia were getting particularly alternative. And they, <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're depressed? You should try ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it was that era. And uh, one of the doctors that I was seeing when I was like a fraught, <laughs> mentally fraught, over-encumbered academic nut job, um, was like, oh, well, maybe you should try video gaming. Like, something that's, mm -hmm. like, really relaxing. You should try Skyrim. So I did play Skyrim, and I actually really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And then, so from then, I sort of had this thing when I got with my, you know, my, my, my fiancé. He was like, oh, he's a massive gamer. Yeah, yeah I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we bonded. Notoriously <laughs> so. And he, he was like, do you play any games? I was like, I play Skyrim. And he was like, how many times have you, you know, completed the game? And I was like, like 
20. <laughs> because, like, from the time that it came out, uh-huh. it was just, like, my comfort go-to thing. So, like, going through a difficult breakup, it'd be, like, yes. killing yeah, dragons yeah, yeah. or whatever. And I was like, fuck Absolutely that fair. guy. But then um, he introduced me to other kind of games, like things like The Witcher... So The Witcher 3, that was, yeah. you know, one that I, I, I... I've got that on my list here. I definitely... Love that. that. I've definitely got a little note about that. That like, became like my new a, Skyrim. Played yeah. that like 27 times. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I definitely play games, but I don't... I think I get caught on a particular aesthetic. Yeah. And then that's me uh-huh. for like six yeah, yeah. months. <laughs> see, because... See, like, yeah, because I've got my like sort of comfort game. My comfort game is New Vegas. Um, that I like Fallout New Vegas, which I always go back to. Um, but then, like, that is like the only one that's always sort of like cemented, like as like a repeat play. Whereas, like, it, usually if I play any other game, it's like a, oh, it's a one and done. That's 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 it. I'm moving on, like, because I, I don't need to experience the story again. But um, but yeah, no, no, no. Because like, but I do know like a lot of people who like sort of like play in that exact same way, where it's just sort of like, oh no, no, no. Like, I have these like three or four games maybe yeah. and it's just sort of like well and I, and I totally get it like why why constantly try because I mean like the, the list of games that I've like bought and then just realised that they're absolute trash <laughs> and like it's yeah. just sort of like you're taking <laughs> such a gamble a lot of the time just being like but it is a gamble I, it is yeah. a massive gamble well I can tell you for me my gaming journey started when I was just a child <laughs> um, and I got a Game Boy Colour for my Christmas <gasps> oh my gran got me a Game Boy Colour and it was the one that had the backlight. Oh wait, yeah, yes, no, it did. It had a backlight. I'm sure uh-huh. it did. Yeah, because ba- the- I'm sure my mum made a really big deal about having having a backlight. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I got a Game Boy Color. It had Pokemon in it. I had a rare time. I fell in love with Pokemon. And then, sort of, as I got older, I became aware of like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went to a friend's house and they had San Andreas. <laughs> and they just kept putting all these cheat codes in and we were flying around fucking San Andreas and jumbo mm-hmm. jets and shit or fighter <laughs> jets, whatever. But I had a great time doing it. Mm-hmm. Had so much fun. But as a child, and I'm about to totally expose myself here, as a child, massive wrestling geek. Massive uh-huh. wrestling geek. Sadly, I still am. Hey ho, love here to tell the tale. LGBT oh. wrestling. <laughs> I'm ready to go to WrestleMania and yass the house down boots, you know? Um, <laughs> but I would play things like SmackDown versus Raw and things like that. And that's how me and my brother that was bonded. That's a great game, actually. Oh, that all was of so good. Yeah, holy hell. But that's how me and my brother bonded and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, that's my relationship with it. And then as I've got older, we got PlayStations and yeah. stuff. And we played. Do you know what? I'm a massive Star Wars nerd, so I love um, Jedi: The Last Order. And what, what, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, last Order and Fallen, Fallen, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. And then and I got then the, the Survivor one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were great. Mm-hmm. But I'm one of those people. I can only play one game at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I can do. I don't have the attention span for yeah. multiple. So I would. I've played that game quite a number of times. Both of them, both the, the prequel and the sequel, I've played right through them they're so much fun mm-hmm. um but yeah that's my that's my little gaming life mm-hmm. that's cost the weave yeah. butch that wrestling thing when i was right. playing <laughs> we had an xbox and i remember it was one of the grand theft auto games where you could like upload the music from your xbox music library yeah. and play it on the I, radio in your car yeah but you and could also do that on smackdown versus raw for the entrances could you actually yeah well I wonder how thorough your entrances were because I can 100% confirm that me and my sister were like stealing sports cars, cranking up the high school musical soundtrack. Like, <laughs> yes, that is running people down on the beach boulevard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that. Beautiful. Oh, love yeah. that entirely. 
But so, so what we're, we're really here to talk about today, Tony, mm-hmm. is something that is near and dear to our hearts, mm-hmm. and that is queer representation. Yes. How does that fit in to the world of video games? So this is kind of interesting. So I actually, like, I've got my little list here okay. of games just so that I could, like, remind myself. I'm not going to go through all <laughs> of them necessarily, but just so that I could remind myself because the other day I was talking to somebody and telling them I was going to do this, and then um, they were like, oh, what are you going to talk about? And I went... Uh-huh. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like drew a blank. Johnny, like, we come in here nine games. times out of ten, and we have yep. no fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but I, I also like out of curiosity before um, before I came here, I was just I was, I was like, what, what was like one of the first games to include like queer characters in it, and. The, there were there were earlier ones than this, but I can't remember the titles because this one stood out to me so much because it was Leisure Suit Larry. Oh wow! Which is absolutely wild. I was, I was like, <laughs> it, it includes a lesbian character and a bisexual character. The thing uh, is, I didn't look in to how they are represented <laughs> because I am just going to assume that in Leisure Suit Larry, it's not good. Yeah. Um, but I just found it kind of interesting that like in the 80, like 89 or something, that was I, was, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think like, because I was kind of like pondering this ever since like, um, Rory and I like sort of talked about, um, me coming on for this because I was sort of pondering this about like because I feel like queer representation in obviously it's queer representation is complicated in any medium regardless or rather it's made complicated yeah, yeah. Um, by <laughs> external forces but I think it's particularly complicated in gaming because of the interactive medium because it's an interactive medium which can be like an exceptionally brilliant thing like that can be a really good thing because um for example like I mean in, in regards to like role-playing games um I think, like, this is why, like, an awful lot of, like, particularly younger, uh, like, queer kids are very, very attracted to, like, be it tabletop role-playing games or role-playing games in general, because you can be who you want without the threat of judgment, Yeah, uh, which is a really, really, kind of, which are a very important thing and a really, really cool thing within those games as well. Because, I mean, like, I, like, again, like, my comfort game that I said about, like, Fallout New Vegas and that, like... Because there's, um, in that there's a thing called like a perk system. And there are these two perks where like, there's one called um, Black Widow, which is, uh, and you can get the, like initially it was like you had to be like male or female to get these perks, but they eventually just patched it so you could get both. Um, But like uh, Black Widow is, uh, you would do 5% more damage to um, female characters. And Shersha uh, Le Femme was you would do 5% more damage to male characters. You can get both. That's actually not a big deal, really. That's not a good perk, but I always get both of them. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because then I get to play as a psychopathic himbo pansexual. And, I have, <laughs> and I've never felt more seen. And it's just, yeah. it's brilliant. And, like, and I think that is like, it's because um, that was also one of the first games as well that I played. Because this is like back in 2011 as well, which I know is like not really that long. But in terms of video games and representation and being, you know, okay with the with the representation, um, it was quite a big deal that back in 2011. Because I remember like playing that game for the first time a few years after it released, and there are certain like companion characters in it and everything. And every now and again, it'll just be like brought up. It's just like, oh yeah, no, my lo- the love of my life is like back in she's back in California. I was like, oh. This character's gay, and then it, but it, it never becomes like a quest or like a plotline or anything like that. It's just sort of like it's mentioned. Yeah, it's a characteristic. It is not who this person so is. No one's on a quest to find their lesbian lover. No, 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 no. no. And there's no um, as because I remember a few years back, 
Rory, um, you were asking for books where the gays don't die. Yeah. Like where there's no tragic. And this yeah. is, there, there are no quest lines with these characters where it's like, oh, they killed my lover and we need to get revenge. And it's like, no, 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 yeah. none of that. Like their quest lines are to do with other characteristics and their personalities and their and their life, but never to do, they're never defined by that aspect. And it was just it was just nice. It's just yeah. quite a nice thing to occur. I find that really interesting. I, I think there's kind of the two sides to queer representation and I don't think that we've exhausted either one <laughs> to the extent mm-hmm. that we, I don't think we've met the sweet spot that we yeah. really need because there's the argument to say, oh well it's nice when a queer character can just appear. And it's not a big mm-hmm. deal, and it's just you know it's just kind of like oh yeah, there's a queer character uh-huh. that's great. It's just a throwaway thing. But then at the yeah. same time, sometimes it's fucking irritating yeah. because you want to see them expanded on and you want to see them yeah. fleshed out and yeah. have that aspect of their character yeah. be significant. Because like the thing is, I mean, I, again, because there's also like um, th- this is getting, like I think it's also kind of dependent on the world that those characters exist in as well. Because I, I 100% yeah. agree with you. Because if, if like, say, Fallout was set in, like, modern day, um, like, I would get it. But, like, because it's, like, post-apocalyptic, no one, it, it's sort of implying, it's sort of like, no one gives a shit about that anymore. Yeah. It's not a thing that exists anymore. People are just people. Um, so it makes sense within that world. But I completely and utterly agree. Because another one was... Um, like Citizen Sleeper, which came out a couple of years back, which is a beautiful, beautiful game set, I think, like thousands of years in the future in space. But there's an awful lot of um, non-binary characters. You only you only know that because of the pronouns that they go by. But also an interesting thing was just sort of like either the realization that I had. I was I was like, oh yeah, like an awful lot of these characters probably like might be trans, but it's not. But the but like the the attention isn't brought to it because we're thousands of years in the future. This is no like gender is no longer kind of an issue, and it seems yeah. to be exactly what the creator was going for was non-binary themselves. Um, but yeah, the, the but like yeah the ex, like yeah the like the, I think like because I'm I'm happy that you brought that up as well because like I was wondering this before um, I came along. Um, what what are your thoughts on uh, queer coding? In, in general. Ooh. Queer coding as in... as in... As in when a character is not explicitly made out to be queer, but yeah. it's, it's hinted... Heavily it's heavily implied. Because I feel like it's come full circle in, yeah. a, in not because a good way. The only reason I ask this, because mm-hmm. we're talking about video games, I mean queer coding as in someone is coding uh, who is queer. Yeah. <laughs> coding the game. That or is confusing as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coding yeah. My character that all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is another topic we can get yeah, yeah. into entirely. Yeah. But I'm... Yes, I'm, actually, yeah. I think it depends on the circumstance. Yeah. To be yeah. quite yeah. honest with you, if mm-hmm. it's a game where like the main character... Mm-hmm is sort of queer coding, I'd be kind of pissed mm-hmm. because yep. that's the main character. I want to know what's going on with the main character. If it's just yep. like a fucking NPC yeah, yeah, that yeah. walks past you and goes, I miss my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be fucked. Yes. Like, uh, it is what no, it is. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I get that. Because I mean, like, because it was more sort of like, the more that I sort of wondered about it was because I'm, I'm aware that like, within the history of it, like queer coding first like sort of like came about because it was a way of like flying under the radar of like TV execs and stuff like yeah. that. Just being like sneaking queer characters in basically so that like queer viewers were sort of like, by the way, we see you, right? Um, but now I feel like it's come full circle and thanks to like um, like corporate pride. 
Like yeah. it's now just sort of like it more feels now just sort of like this is easy to edit out for certain markets. Wink. And like that's it's like it's a different kind of wink and it's not a good one anymore. Yeah, completely. No, and no, absolutely not. But it's like this sort of like because the it, like in regards to that as well, the two games that I kind of wanted to highlight in that regard was Life is Strange and The Witcher Three. Well, um, I think love they are that. both games that we could get back to mm-hmm. once we come back yes. after this little break. Woo! We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to Speaking Queerly. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We have been joined today by Johnny Owens, who is here to talk to us about queer representation in video games. Yes, I am. Um, and we're not talking Princess Peach or Luigi, as queer as they fucking are. They, <laughs> canonically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Even really? though, yeah. What? No, oh, I what? mean, in my, head, my head canon. Oh. <laughs> in my own canon? Yeah. Gay as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So... There were two games in particular you wanted to mm-hmm. talk to yeah. us about. Yes. Let's so, crack on. So this is in sort of like relation to queer coding as we were talking about it before. So this is like this so this the first one is Life is Strange. And one of the things that I want to clarify as well is um I'm actually wearing Max's t-shirt. Um she is the main character in Life is Strange. I oh. wanted to clarify that because Love I decided that. that I would dress the part for this. Yeah. But I got I got so excited by my own idea and so impressed by my own idea that I forgot that this is an audio medium and no one can see me. I'll tell you what, what we'll do is we'll take your photo before we go. <laughs> yeah. And yes, it can please. be on the thumbnail. This, this, can't Paint, be, this can't be for nothing. It'll be on the it'll be on the thumbnail for sure. Paint a yeah. picture in your mind. It's a pink t-shirt and it has it says, what does it say? Jane. It says Jane. Oh, Jane. It has, oh my God. It has a picture Deers of a doe. feature heavily in the game. That's cunt. But, I love that. But yeah, but, um, <laughs> so Life is Strange came out in, I can't remember, but um, a while back, it's, a, it's, it's one of those sort of like, you know, the choose your own adventure games, basically, where it's uh-huh. like, oh, your choices matter, except they kind of really don't when you get to the end <laughs> of the fucking game. Um, but it was nice as long as you can ignore the dialogue that was clearly written by 40-year-old Quebecy men okay. for a 16-year-old <laughs> girl just being like, like, this is what a teenage girl sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. But, well, um, I see my boobs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then, and then in contrast to that, um, it's The Witcher 3. Yes. Um, which, again, choices do play a big part in that game. Yeah. And I think I would actually argue are actually a lot more significant than Life is Strange. They do actually hold a lot more weight. Um, but... The two, the two aspects of it, like the, uh, so life is strange. Um, there is a moment. I'm going to be spoiling a shit ton of games, by the way. So, so if you want, don't want to be spoiled, just leave. The, 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 you just yeah. leave. But before just you go, go, make sure you subscribe yeah. and leave a review, <laughs> and make sure that your grandma knows we exist. Yeah. And uh, I would I would say timestamp it, but that's too much fucking work. Yeah, we don't do that. I'm not doing that to you. Um, but yeah, no, no. So in, so at, at some point in like chapter three of Life is Strange, you've you've reunited with your friend Chloe, and there's all of a sudden there's an option that comes up. There's a choice that you can make, uh, whether you kiss Chloe or you don't. Um, I chose not to. But not because I didn't think that Max was gay. I always thought that the entire way through the game, I was like, oh yeah, Max is gay, like 100%. But I, it was more just sort of like, no, they're friends. That's her friend. You don't want to ruin a friendship. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, but, then my f- but then my friend had the exact sort of, 
like opposite reaction to it where she was just sort of like she was like she she was basically saying she was like no I refuse for Max to be straight yeah <laughs> so like, it's like I, was, I was like no but she's still it's just it's it's gotta be in your head like that's yeah. like but then and I thought I, I quite like I, I quite like that aspect but then in The Witcher three and I I do love The Witcher three but there's one scene that is always kind of stuck in my head and I want to get y- your opinion on this for okay, I love this. so. <laughs> You know when you play as Siri? Yes. So she is, she's obviously a main character, but you don't play as her an awful lot. Yes. But you know the scene where, I can't remember, it's, she's like, somebody somebody says to her, it's just sort of like, oh, so is there a man in your life? And then there's the option to yeah. say, actually, I prefer women. Yeah. And in my head, like, I don't know why, but this always kind of bothered me because I was like, why not just have her say that? Why, yes. why let it be... Well, choice, no. why, why not just explicitly I, have her going back to like what we we're saying it's yeah. nice to have it explicitly I um, actually agree and actually thinking of that this is because again I play like three games and this mm-hmm. is one of them so I'm obsessed um, no but that actually really really does bother me as well and there's so much mm-hmm. depth to that because so when I first was exposed to The Witcher it was uh, as a result of um, my fiance was playing it when we first got together, it was just kind of like something that he had yeah. know, there in the background. And I was like, how aesthetic, yeah, <laughs> how yeah. visually pleasing. Yes. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I am going to play that. So I did. And I got so into it. And then, um, I was really interested in the sort of like the, the background, you know, there was clearly depth to it. It was clearly part mm-hmm. of a sort of a wider story. So I read the books um, and I loved, loved, loved the books. And in the books, Siri is a queer Character. I was gonna fucking yeah. ask this right because I've not read. The, yeah, right. Thank you. For so that. I mean, yeah. it's it's really complex, obviously, because she's super young, and you know, it's it's really hard edge stuff. So it's like it, go, it goes into yep. a lot of you know stuff, but there's lots of non consensual situations stuff. It's really intense. Um, but as she sort of matures throughout the books, she has like a quite significant queer romance, mm-hmm. and she has a tattoo. And in that scene, because it's a scene where the the character's like in a sauna because she's just come out the sea and she. Yep. You know, she's 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 recuperating and someone asks her about the tattoo and um you know, you go through the different dialogue options and one of them is about is it as is it a memento for a special person, but they are very clearly gendered in that, like it's a special boy. And then Siri's response yeah. is like something like that. And it's really vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it really irritates me because it's like, uh-huh. it's for your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for your girlfriend. Uh-huh. Cause that's the thing, because I mean like cause again, like in, in life because it because it bothers me in The Witcher. It bothered me in The Witcher specifically because of the fact that to me it it just it was. It kind of suggested that CD Projekt Red, the developers of that game, were very uh, hyper aware of like their straight little male audience, yeah, um, and just being like, like, oh no, we need to give them the option to like make her straight because because the, they want to fantasize about her, no. and then they and just be like, ooh, gay, and it's just sort of like, no, like fuck, fucking guys, just Jesus, a hundred percent. Then, but then with like life is strange. I I appreciated that because of the fact that like it didn't feel like that kind of choice because I felt like because Siri throughout The Witcher I don't think had been like queer coded again to go back to queer coding but like like she hadn't been queer coded so that it led up to that and just be like oh this is a logical it very much felt like oh no it's ambiguous so that this when this choice comes along yeah, it takes all the boxes whereas like with Max I feel like she very much was at least in my head again. So it was just sort of like this. It was like, oh no, it doesn't matter what choice you pick here. It's just sort of like, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just yeah, no, uh, like a hundred percent. I I think actually the wi- um, the Witcher, I think falls slightly short, and I think mm. you know not to be critical, but also. Speak Let's spill that to you. Um, <laughs> Speak queerly. The bo- <laughs> Very that. Mm-hmm. The, the books, I think, are fantastic because they are actually so full of really interesting queer representation that just sometimes comes totally out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's quite real and it's quite authentic and sometimes it's just small uh, moments and I, I, I really appreciate that about them. But what I found really interesting about the games is that it just dances on the sidelines so there's male prostitutes you know there's brothels and things and you can go in the brothels you know they're significant to the story and and there's like random sort of male prostitutes and you're like that's very gay yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like Uh they're they're the, the way that they're framed but there's no further sort of dialogue or anything around yeah. that well i was kind of wondering this as well because when i was sort of like making this like little list um can you think of any explicitly queer characters in The Witcher Three? No, because I, the, I was racking my fucking brain and like yeah. other than Siri, but that's not explicit because it's a choice. Like you, it, that's a player choice. Um, so what's wild is you actually encounter them and they 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 actively dial it back. So then there's the character. I think it's Elahal or something. It's like an elf. Yes, who's um, effectively dresses in. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. this sort of gender non-conforming way, but they make it all about yep. costume and this person mm-hmm. really loves costume and express mm-hmm. themselves in a different way. But then they explicitly yep. flip the switch and make them come out as a straight person. Yeah. And it's like, okay, love that you're making a statement that mm-hmm. a person can be same sex, eh, to opposite sex attracted and still experiment with their gender and that can be something fluid. Yep. At the same time feels like a cop-out it, kind of. yeah yeah like it feels uh-huh. like it's like why didn't you just take and, the step and make that yeah. character queer and also interesting that you've also mentioned like the brothels like the fact yeah. that there are uh, like male sex workers in the brothels because now that i'm thinking about it, it's just sort of like oh you're basically utilizing the only queer character like explicitly queer characters in this game yeah. as set dressing as, yeah i i feel like i've made myself <laughs> fucking hate the witcher 3 it's yeah i <laughs> <laughs> I've Same. talked myself into hating one of my favorite games. Oh there's God. always like there's always that like Ooh. one particular male prostitute in it that's like dancing yeah. in a certain way and you're like slay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. giving me in the yeah, diggy. They're feeling cunty and they are yeah. feeling great. But see, like C- CDPR have always been a bit sort of like if I mean like because I mean the same sort of thing happened with Cyberpunk as well, where it was just sort of like like with like like in regards to like again, like because like I don't want to like talk too much about like trans representation because I feel like that is not my ballpark that is not i do not have the lived experience to discuss that at length but cdpr did come come under fire for the trans representation in cyberpunk yeah because it very much felt like lip service completely and that was it um it was not great i think maybe they've patched it and sort of sorted it out in the character creator but it wasn't good (laughs) Well, listen, if you're trans and you've played cyberpunk, please get in contact Yeah, and tell us your views on it. I would, lo- I would love to have that discussion with somebody about trans representation in gaming because, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, um, I, when I was thinking about this, um, like the, the only, I, I think maybe three games came to mind <laughs> and that's fucking it. Like, yeah. la- like I think Last of Us 2, um, Citizen Sleeper, 
and Tell Me Why. And those are the three that came to my end. That's basically it. I just thought of a really, really controversial one in terms of trans representation Mm -hmm. that doesn't sit super well. And that's Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, fuck the wizard game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. So are you saying anything? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused because I, you know, fuck anything J.K. Rowling has ever brought yeah. out. But your, your confusion is warranted. <laughs> wait, so there's a trans character in Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, does she you, have anything yeah, to... You, wait, you cover it. Does, does J.K. have anything to do with this game? Well, by the fact that it's Harry she, Potter. She makes fucking money from it, but otherwise yeah. had no input whatsoever. And that, that, I think, again, I feel like that's one of those things where it's a cop-out. And this is the thing. I, it's and like I and again, li- It's like one line of dialogue as yeah. well, isn't it? And, yeah. and again, I, I don't think it's appropriate for, for, for me to kind of to express a firm opinion on this either way, because I think it's not for me to decide, was that mm-hmm. a healing moment for some people or was it offensive? I don't yeah. know. And I think it's for you know, mm-hmm. trans people to, to, to express their view on that. But from my two cents on it, it didn't sit super well because of the context. Yeah. yeah. And so, so <laughs> I'm outing myself here. I absolutely hundred percent. I played Hogwarts legacy. I got it. I played it out of sheer curiosity. And I thought, I, I thought about it for a really long time and I thought, I'm curious to see what this is like. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we, we grew up with this like phenomenal experience and this connection to the source material yeah. all the way through our lives, and then J.K. Rowling destroyed that you, for You us. feel slightly robbed, don't you? You totally. really do. So you I thought, really do you know do. what? Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this a go, and I'm just going to very quietly and discreetly have mm-hmm. a, a swatch at it and see, and see um, how it feels. And it was a, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed playing mm-hmm. the game. It was, like, you know, fun in certain ways. Yeah. But I, I, when we got to that part, you introduced the character who mm-hmm. she's, like, the bar... Uh, the bar made in the the three broomsticks pub and there's little sort of you know she i think they've made a, a point of i guess it's that thing of like how do you make someone identifiably trans mm-hmm. and i think they've tried Does she to not say something like um it was like oh it took my classmates a while to realize that i was a witch and not a wizard but I, it's such a throwaway again line. it's really it's mm-hmm. really subtle and yeah. it's so easy to miss and and again this this so so that's a really really good contrast to what i was saying earlier on about like new vegas that was nice sort of like throwaway representation i'm just coining the term throwaway representation but um because of that sort of like, oh, it's not like defining that character. But again, because of the context, like you were saying, it feels like it's just sort of like, let's do this bit of lip service so that we can sell as many of these games as possible because it's just in response. Like if or, she hadn't said all the abominable things that she had, yeah. would they have included the character? Or have they just put her in there as a little bit of like, oh, we got the license to do a Harry Potter game. Awesome. Let's fuck off JK Rowling. Well, may, well, yeah. well. There's also a whole thing about because one of those. everyone loves fucking yeah. off J.K. Yeah, Rowling. Totally. Unfortunately, there was uh, one of the lead uh, designers on the game was sort of outed for a uh, pretty atrocious YouTube channel that he was running, oh, really? um, which shared an awful lot of her. He got he got fired, but but also the game was like eighty percent done at this point, so it's still mostly yes. his content. So did they put her um, in there to sort of poke maybe, fun at him too? Maybe, maybe. I don't, yeah. 
but I don't think we should be yeah. using trans characters to poke fun at anybody. No, absolutely. I, I would agree 100% um, with that. I also think Harry Potter should be wiped um, off the face of this earth because that woman's an absolute cunt. Mm. Um, but that's my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, no, no. Because, yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, when I was coming up with this list, like, I could... No, so I guess it's four now. There are four games. Yeah. <laughs> four games with trans characters in it. And again, this would be like something that I would... Oh, no, hold on. Uh, the five, because I realized uh, that um, Nights into Dreams, one of the first games I ever played as a kid, uh, I was looking up, I was looking up um, LGBT characters in gaming, and it turns out Knights is agender. So there we go. Yeah. Oh, so, fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's five. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's that. yeah, I love but that. um, but yeah, no, no. I would like, I, I would generally be interested in having a conversation with somebody who obviously actually knows more about this than I. But yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, awesome, awesome. So I suppose for me, really, I want to know how important has it been for you to see queer representation in video games? Very. Very. I would say because, like, especially because, I mean, from the get-go, like, video games for me have always been a form of escapism. I didn't have a great time at school. Surprise, the person who plays a shit ton of video games I didn't have it. a fun time <laughs> at school. But, um, but then also the gradual realization of not being straight. Like, and again, like, playing role-playing games and having that, again, being able to play a himbo pansexual psychopath is fucking great. And, <laughs> like, just... Yeah, so it is exceptionally important because there's also, even as I was growing up, even as a kid and even, and then as a teenager, these, because again, even like, even like um, in Rockstar games, like GTA and stuff like that, the hyper macho shit just never appealed to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm much more gravitated towards stuff like Final Fantasy because like, if a, look, if a, teen, if a teenage boy likes Final Fantasy, there's a very high chance. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a very high chance that he is not straight. Yeah. Because it is very much sort of, it's insanely theatrical and over the top and fantastical. And and it's got like a beautiful, they always have beautiful stories, very over the top stories. and It's like, like RuPaul's it's, Drag it's Race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. for video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my I God. love that. I, I, yeah. Imagine a Drag Race video game. They've got a, a mobile video game. <laughs> that's I'm amazed that there's not one, actually. That's, yes, that's actually. A, yeah. Give her time. It's, 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 Give her time. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, I, I will also send you the video of um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. There's a scene in it um, where Cloud Strife, the main character, is in full drag. And it's a oh, full mini game, like dance mini game. It is fucking glorious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, but it is, it, it is exceptionally important as well because of the fact that like um, taking myself kind of out of the equation as well, kind of, because like it's still me playing the games, but um, it's always been really, really important to me as well because like one of the reasons I've always loved video games is because you're inserting yourself into somebody else's story. And this is precisely why, again, like the like hyper macho games don't appeal to me quite have never appealed to me quite as much because it's just sort of like, well, how many games can I play about a straight white dude? I want to know yeah. about other people. I yeah. want to know about yeah. like, other experiences. And that's why, like, I think particularly with the um, uptick in indie games, I saw a lot more queer characters and a lot more queer stories being told because they didn't have to, 
bow down to publishers. They didn't have to think mm. of shareholders or anything like that. They could tell the stories that they wanted to tell and not beat about the bush. Um, and that's what I think maybe like, yeah, I would say 2010 onwards was a sort of like big sort of like opening up period for mm -hmm. queer representation in games. Um, and, uh, but unfortunately as well, that is also when like all of those like fucking chuds online have now started talking about woke culture and shit oh, like God. that. And, yeah. and crying over the fact that the next like GTA char like character is going to be a woman. Um, I'm when, here for it. When, when, when also, so when also one of the fun things that these unfuckable dweebs keep on forgetting as well <laughs> is that, <laughs> the, yes. the, um, that like, that, like one of Rockstar's games, Bully, back in 2006, the main character is bisexual. You can kiss boys and girls, like when you're at school, and it's just sort of like they've always been doing this, just because like you because they've only paid attention to like the edgy toilet humor, yeah. but they've not taken in any of the stuff that's from the other side. It's like no, no, no. They they very much take the piss out of like right wing little chuds like you as well, and they've always had queer characters. Maybe maybe some of it's not aged quite as well as like others, mm -hmm. but it's just that sort of like. But yeah. Yeah, but the right wing like Chuds and uh, GTA are the NPC like pastors on the street doing their thing. I love that. I love that. I distinctly remember, and it's funny now that like I'm sitting here and memories are just unlocking, but playing like The Sims and making the oh boy characters God. kiss. Yeah, that was yeah. hot as fuck. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. and do you know what it is? It's like, well, do you know what? Good on you, EA, for allowing like The Sims to just crack on with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah, because again, like I was sort of like mulling this over beforehand as well about sort of like any like within like the 2000s like any queer characters that i could sort of think of and like for some reason yeah jimmy hopkins from bully came to mind because i can remember that because i was like when that came out i was probably that age as well i was at school and like the fact mm. it was just sort of like oh my god i can kiss boys anger cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then at one point like i got an achievement for kissing 20 boys and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is amazing same. i, I have, have the same badge. one <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Boo. <laughs> well, oh, God. Listen, that's so much yeah. fun. But um, we are going to take a quick five, and we will be back in five. <laughs> five. But to you, we'll be back literally now. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Welcome back to Speaking Queerly. If you don't do so already, Ruri, could you please tell the people <laughs> where they can find us? I absolutely can because that is my thing. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Speaking Queerly with Madam Joe and Ruri. Or you can find us on Instagram or threads at speaking.queerly. You absolutely can. And while you're perusing the internet, you might as well stop by your favourite streaming platform and subscribe to us if you don't already, or leave us a review because that would be kushti. <laughs> we have been joined by Johnny in the, I was about to say studio today, it's not a studio, is it? The office. <laughs> We've been joined by Johnny in the office today, and he's been talking to us a lot about uh, queer representation within uh, video games, and it has been really interesting thus far. Um, so I suppose in this sort of like final portion of today's episode, let's delve in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, and what else have we have we got to go through, so, Johnny? Well, uh, well first from off, your lovely list, <laughs> <laughs> my little notebook. But um, but yeah, the um, 
Well, first off, I just realized like you unintentionally made me feel really, really bad there because I realized I'm not subscribed and I need to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately after that, while we're and while everyone we're listening, while we're recording right in this very moment. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna do, do it. Hold thing. on, hold on, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Tell the yep. people how easy it is. Talk them through step by step how you're doing this. I am going on to Spotify. You're on Spotify, right? Which I'm not fucking is, this up already, we right? Are, which is your spot? Which is your podcasting app of choice? Yes, it is. So this is for the Spotify girlies. Yeah. And there we go. Yes, I have searched "speaking queerly" on Spotify. There's a couple hit- of "speaking queerlys" to be fair. I've discovered yours is that. the first one. Ours is the first. Your, one. Yours is Love the fucking tippy bright, top of the list. Bright purple and you yeah. subscribed. Yeah, see how easy that was. So gorgeous. everyone listening, go ahead, gorgeous. do that. Gorgeous. It took literally five seconds, and, and in two weeks, barely when, derailed the show. In two weeks, when your episode drops, boom, you'll know. You'll Glorious. know, which is so fantastic. But, um, yeah, so like, yeah, I just have a um, couple more games. Just as a rollover from what we were talking about, about indie games there as well. Um, I've just got two in my mind in particular because they have done some like am- amazing queer representation through just environmental storytelling. Um, so one is called Gone Home, which is what, again, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of these games. So just like <laughs> They're Gone Home and Unpacking. If you, either of those are, are like on your list, leave. And then listen to this um but that like <laughs> so uh gone home is a little indie game what's known as like a walking simulator um and it's become a bit of a derogatory term but it like walking simulators are i, I find them fun but uh usually like this one is completely silent essentially um other than letters that you find um but basically you like you, you arrive home from college and the doors open there's no one home your mom and dad are gone your sister's gone, it's empty. Like, and there's so many sort of standard horror tropes going on. So like, there's like a swinging light, there's something creaking in the background and something, (laughs) I was as well. I'm not good at horror games. I'm not good at them. And then uh, like something smashes and blah, blah, blah. Like there's like a half eaten meal, et cetera. Stuff like that, just like standard shining stuff. Um, but the more that you play this game and like explore the house, you find these fragments of like a diary from your sister and stuff like that. And you realize like, oh, it's not, it's not a horror game. This is more like detective sort of mystery. There's something going on in the house. So we've got to find out what it is. But then at the end, you find like the final diary entry from your sister and you find out that she ran away with her girlfriend because she came out to her parents and they rejected her. Oh. And then you realize it is a fucking horror story. Yeah. Yeah. It always has been. It's the worst fucking horror story because it's one that genuinely actually ha- There's no yep. monsters. There's no demons. Oh it's one that God. actually fucking exists. So all that I'm anxiety. I'm so sorry for ruining you- it for oh you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, and it was just, yeah. And like that entire time, it's like sort of like, it was just such a lovely sort of like bait and switch that I was like, oh my God. And it was... Yeah, like I, I cry at most things, but I had a, <laughs> I had a big cry at this yeah. game. Like, it, like oh god, I just felt like my heart and stomach just plummet. It was just, yeah. oh, it was glorious. But um, and I just thought like a just such a brilliant way of, again because like the, there's because we've talked a lot about like positive queer representation and negative queer representation, but I think this is a very positive way of representing a negative aspect yeah. of queer life of a lot of queer lives unfortunately i think it's really important in representation to be authentic to that and i I, again it goes back to that thing of like 
God, we're so contrary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, I want a happy story, but then at the same time, it's not appropriate to tell <laughs> queer stories without acknowledging yes. the trauma. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without acknowledging <laughs> the you know, history. Yeah. Mean, yeah. So, like, it's, yeah, because, yeah, we would be glossing over Absolutely. A, a lot of history, a lot of trauma, and just, yeah, I mean, like, um, but then, and then, yeah, the other, so the other one as well, which is just a delightful little game called Unpacking. I think you can finish it in like an hour. Like okay. it's just, you oh, can that get... that sounds right you, up my street. You can, <laughs> get, you can get on mobile, you can get on console, you can get on PC, you can get on everything. Um, but it's like an hour long and it is literally, you are unpacking in different rooms throughout somebody's life. So like as a kid, you've moved house and you've just got to find, there's, there's no way to get the game wrong. That's okay. the best thing about it. So there's no way to unpack your bags wrong you can put stuff wherever you want you just have to find a place for everything in the boxes and that's it then you go on to the next level and it'll be like oh their high school room and they've moved again or something and then their college room and then there's this one part in it that's amazing that's like so after college the main character um she um she has moved in with her boyfriend at the time um and you realize that you have you still have a lot of stuff to unpack but he's given you fuck all space to it <laughs> and and it's just this beautiful bit of environmental storytelling where you're just sort of like oh this guy's a fucking dick <laughs> like this guy's awful he's like he's he's one of those yeah. like it's just like he's provided you with no space in his home like he clearly doesn't actually want you there you are part of the set dressing as well like that's yeah. like that's deeply sad and you know it's not going to last and then in the next I can't even remember what it is that you unpack, but you you unpack certain things, but they go in different like places, and you realize that it's a woman's, and then she's and it's like, oh, you were gay. Yeah. That's what's that's what they, and it's and these all these like tiny little things from earlier on start sort of like falling into place as well, like things that you've unpacked. And you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I get this now. And it's again, it's wordless. It's it's done in an hour, and it's just this. Yeah, it was just like such a beautiful way of telling somebody's story through kind of nothing. Yeah. Like just through such a mundane task, which I kind of love. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it was just beautiful. But oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. But yeah. Amazing. So do you think in terms of queer representation in video games, do you think independent uh, publishers are going to be the ones to sort of push that boundary and push yes. queer representation further. Yeah, very, very much so. Because I think, um, again, despite the fact that they are very distinct mediums, because I found it interesting, like what you were saying earlier on, Rory, about the Witcher books being far more explicitly queer. Yeah. Um, and I believe that will most likely be because it, they're books. <laughs> like there's there's not nearly as like, it's it's not as massive a market Mm -hmm. as, which is sad as that is to say, but it is not as massive a market as totally. gaming. And there's not as many shareholders to sort of like, yeah. in the development well, process. It, it doesn't cost as much to write a book. The books it costs very, your time and that's it. The book's clearly very experimental. The way that they're written is, is very... Mm -hmm unique um you know so th there's there's clearly that sort of like arts mm -hmm. element to that yeah and then with the game it feels like a much more curated experience there's yeah. so many more yeah, fingers yeah. in the pie yeah. and there's a marketing team yeah exactly have the worst yep. of intentions and, <laughs> and yeah so i would definitely say that independent just like in film as well i would say independent because i mean obviously it's changed now but in the let's say in the past within the film industry it was always independent 
filmmakers and always independent studios that were pushing queer stories or any, or stories of any marginalized group. Like bigger studios were not touching those stories yeah. until very, very recently. Now you're getting like AAA films and you're getting AAA games doing it as well, but it's still not quite what you'd want. So yeah. I, I mean, it 100%, I would love to see that day when you get like a massive AAA game that is just exceptionally queer, but mm -hmm. it's a very, very long way off. And I think like, yeah, it is indie studios who are going to be making that push. I mean, and it still is because I mean, God, like there's in the last like five years, there've been so many lovely indie games that have come out, um, unpacking being one of them, mm -hmm. um, that like, and then, but then also we, we do have like AAA games like the last of us part two. That's the thing. I would love to see more of the last of us two. Like, I would love to see more games, more studios of that size willing to be like, we don't give a fuck what any of these little chuds are going to say. We are telling this story. That would be absolutely brilliant. But I they are chuds is my new favorite word. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Cannibalistic it's humanoid underground dweller. Oh my God, it's actually a thing. Oh, it's an acronym. Yeah. Oh, we love an acronym. Yeah. Chud. Chud. Although saying that, I used chud. to call chewing gum chuddy. I was gonna oh, so say. Oh my god! Yeah. I was gonna say. So I don't know. I don't know if I can separate the two because I'm thinking of chud as pieces of chewing gum. Yes. Yeah, which also could be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great insult, actually. Yeah. You just unlocked that in me because I was like, "There's a whisper of my Ayrshire granny uh -huh, in the room." Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, totally unlocked what? a core memory. You want chud there. Chud there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, oh, yeah, fun. I love yeah. that word. That's great. Um, love that. That's so much yeah. fun. Well, listen, I think we're gonna wrap things up. Okie doke. Um, that has been a fantastic conversation thank you so much for popping in and talking to us about queer representation within video games are you wanting the people to find you no <laughs> <laughs> don't don't look for him i, I don't no, want no. them to look for me either <laughs> no i'm joking follow me um, but thank you so so much for popping into the studio Absolutely. studio office yeah building yeah um and and telling us about your love of video games and the queer representation it's within it. It's absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'll see you at the pub. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you at the pub. I'll yeah. see you at the pub. Yeah, yeah. This is where we meet all these people. <laughs> this is it. Um, listen, a massive, massive thank you once again to Johnny. A massive thank you to the stove for allowing us to use their wonderful space and their gorgeous equipment. And a massive thank you to my lovely co-host, Ruri Thinsmith. You're ever so welcome, you chat. <laughs> I love this next oh, week I, this. I will have a new call <laughs> um, and a massive thank you to you listening at home my name has been Madam Joe Mama and please tell your cat I said pss, pss.